Good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon, and I'm AWOD. Here we are on a Wednesday in the good old RVA, which means we will officially turn the page from week 9 to week 10 of the NFL season. Take a look at the commander's next opponent. They'll travel cross-country to face off against the Seattle Seahawks for a 425 kickoff this Sunday. Michael Phillips, who you just heard on MP on the mic, He'll join me at 12.15 as each week on Wednesday we cancel a franchise. That means that both of us believe that your team has no chance of winning the Super Bowl. We will cancel 18 teams throughout the 18 weeks of the season and then continue the trend in the playoffs. If a team that you have not canceled wins the Super Bowl, you are the winners as Michael Phillips and I face off on Crosstalk. We'll catch up with Bill Roth. For the Cowan Gates Hokies update at 1.30, Hokies women's basketball has a big-time matchup Thursday against Iowa. Liz Kitley had 27 in the opener. Um, Georgia Amor, 14 points, 9 assists. They are cruising uh, after their first game, but Iowa's going to be a very tough test, of course, with Caitlin Clark, and that game will be played in Charlotte, North Carolina, the new home of the ACC. Uh, Men's basketball, Virginia Tech got a game one win. And then football, the Hokies play at Boston College Saturday, 12 noon on the ACC network. A great chance to bounce back from the loss to Louisville. And uh, both teams are tied at three and two in the ACC. We'll also go around the NBA. Of course, Wednesday is the big day in the NBA where all the teams play. And, of course, you get the game of the week on ESPN. It's a Wizards Wednesday. Dave Johnson, the play-by-play voice of the Wiz, will join us at 12.30. We'll get his take on the NBA play-in tournament uh, that started last week and Wembenyama Mania. But first, I wanted to start the show today with a little bit of AWOD's energy. What has AWOD fired up this morning? And the biggest sports story of the day in my mind, it has to be the national media hyping up Sam Howell. I mean, it's got me so fired up, so fired up to see everybody talking positively about our quarterback, right? For years, for decades, we saw people hyping up Donovan McNabb, Eli Manning, Tony Romo. And they never talked about our guy, Sexy Rexy, or Jason Campbell, or all the other past quarterbacks of the Washington franchise. But now, they've started to take notice of Sam Howell, and it's got me so excited. You know, when we started this offseason, we started with the dream. You know, we all had the dream that Dan Snyder would sell the franchise. Give me a ding for that. Check, check that off. Dan Snyder sold the team. We dreamed that Washington would get a home field advantage once again. And you had that week one, but that hasn't really happened yet, but we're still dreaming. And then we had the dream that Washington could finally find their franchise quarterback and Sam Howell. And it's starting to feel like that dream has become a reality. 
I mean, we talked about this yesterday, right? Pro Football Focus graded Sam with an A- minus in the Patriots game and a B-plus overall for the, for the season. As his team is 4-5, and five, and I'm going to say this again. If the defense was playing as good as they were last year, we wouldn't be 4-5. and five. We'd be 6-3 and three or 7-2, and two, right? You scored 31 points twice against the Eagles. Failed to win those games. That's not on QB1, Sam Howell. That is not on the offensive side of the ball. He continues to impress and make impossible throws look easy. And he can certainly complete all the NFL throws, right? Cross your body, downfield, up the middle, slant, comeback routes. He can do it all. And he's allowing his receivers to run all of the routes in the pro route tree because of that. There's so many reasons to believe that Sam Howell is the guy in D.C., right? Anytime you watch him play, he's poised. He's strong. He'll make mistakes, yeah, but then he makes up for them with big-time throws, and he has improved greatly throughout the course of the season, and he has something you just can't coach. Moxie. You know, he's got the marbles. He's got the stones, and you can see that with the game on the line. Second in the NFL in yards, and first in the NFC. According to Pro Football Focus, Sam Howell has made more big-time throws than any quarterback in the NFL this season. Well, what's a big-time throw? That's a pass with excellent ball location and timing, generally thrown down the field or into a tight window. They also pointed out four throws that Sam made against the Patriots that had a completion percentage chance of below 40%, and it went down and down and down. Four of those throws were all completed. They should not have been, but Sam keeps plays alive. He's got a cannon when throwing on the run and has shown me some incredible accuracy. I mean, you could watch Commanders quarterback Sam Howell making improbable throws week in and week out. So here were the four according to next-gen stats. Number one was the 14-yard pass to Deami Brown, scrambling to his right. Howell threw off balance and in between defenders. Catch. 16 yards to Byron Pringle. The defender is all over him. Sam throws to the far side of the field, on time and accurate. Catch. 26-yard completion to Terry McLaurin, off of his back foot, perfectly thrown to a spot where only his teammate Terry McLaurin can catch the ball. Catch. 33-yard touchdown pass to Jahan Dotson. Two defenders in the vicinity, doesn't matter. He hit Dotson perfectly in stride and into the end zone. A fingertip catch, six points for the Commanders. I believe Washington has finally found our guy. He may not be Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, or Joe Burrow. He might not be at that level of the all-time elite of the elite quarterbacks right now in the league. But I believe by next year, could be talking about Sam Howell as good or better than Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy. He could be at that level as soon as next season. I think he's much more than a game manager. I think he can win you games. But he can also be just a nice piece of an offense that does it all, right? Sam Howell doesn't have to throw for 350 yards every game. They've got to find a way to do what they did against the Patriots, and that's mix in some run. Mix in the rushing attack with Gibson and Brian Robinson. But when I watch Sam Howell every week, I say, man, this guy is really athletic, right? I mean, the third and 23 gets 24 yards. That's an athlete's play right there. He is hungry, right? He is hungry. Anytime you hear him talk to the media, he wants to get better. He wants to improve. And he's humble, 
right? But the number one thing about Sam Howell that I like is that he trusts his receivers. And that is so huge. And I think he got that from Taylor Heineke last year. When Heineke won a few games by just closing in his eyes, literally closing his eyes, blindfolded, and throwing it up to Terry McLaurin. Throwing it up to Jahan Dotson and Logan Thomas and letting them make a play. And that is so huge. If you can trust your receivers, that's how you win games. SB Nation with a really good article about Sam Howell yesterday. They say Howell continues to raise his value as a starting quarterback. Howell's value as the starting quarterback in the NFL is growing each week. But can he sustain a positive level of consistency over Washington's last eight games? Sports Illustrated, they've started to take notice. They said, in a moment that could have spiraled or increased tensions between a lame duck coach, a backup quarterback, and a struggling starter, Hal found himself supported by his teammates. Head coach Ron Rivera put his arm around him. Bursette talked about the turnover that Sam had in the end zone, and a series of teammates provided encouragement. And Al, you know what he did? Came right back into the game and led his team to a second-half comeback victory. It's so much fun to watch him play. He's first in the NFL in big-time throws, second in yards, second in deep shots. He's slinging it all around the field. It is thrilling to watch Sam Howe play offense as long as they can keep him upright, right? The only part that's been frustrating watching Sam Howe is taking sacks, and that goes, uh, blame goes three different ways. Goes on Howe, goes on the O-line, and it goes on Eric Bieniemy. But seriously, when he has time in the pocket, he has been torching defenses this season. And he's getting better with his pocket presence, right? It's just, it's thrilling. It's so positive, And it makes it where, I said this before, wins and losses for me do not matter. How many points the defense gives up do, does not matter. As long as I get to watch Sam Howe slinging around the field and he looks good, then I'll feel positive about the future of the franchise. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. The Richmond Commander, every day at 1 p.m. We open up the phone lines, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. We look at the game plan to defeating the Seattle Seahawks. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. So much going on right now in the sports world as college football is fully underway and NFL halfway mark of the season. College basketball just began. The NBA just began. We'll catch up with Dave Johnson here on a Wizards Wednesday in about 15 minutes. But right now, it's time to bring in Michael Phillips. MP on the mic can be heard from 10 to 12 noon, Monday through Friday. What's up, MP? You know, got a little something for you. Sam Howell did his weekly press conference just now. Said the loudest crowd he's ever experienced was when North Carolina came to Virginia Tech, uh, the Blacksburg crowd. Oh, how about that? 
Uh, so, of course, you've got MP on the road tomorrow from Ashburn. Uh, you know, who are you hoping to talk to today? Well, you know, I'm excited to dig deeper into this, this offensive situation because Tyler Larson is your new center. He's been the center for two weeks. Adam, the commanders are 7-2 and two when Tyler Larson starts center. And you watch the tape, and he doesn't jump off the page. He's not crazy athletic. You know, there, there's a reason they signed Nick Gates this offseason. But at a certain point, I mean, you have to acknowledge this guy puts everybody in the right position to succeed. Uh, also, I, you, know, you know me, I love talking ball with Tress Way. He's one of my all-time favorite interviews. He was named the NFC Special Teams Player of Time. He has received that honor in his career, so I am sure I will be catching up with Tress Way because it's fun to do so. Michael Phillips can be heard Monday through Friday from 10 to 12 noon, and anytime he joins us, that means it's time for Crosstalk here on The Fan. If I could just have your attention. It's Crosstalk with Adam Epstein and Michael Phillips on The Fan. It's like that 190s movie that everybody loved. What's the name of that movie? It's not Crosstalk, but it sounds like Crosstalk. It's Crosstalk on The Fan. Oh, Face Off with Travolta and Nick Cage. But this is Crosstalk. How are you feeling today, <laughs> Michael? Every time we hear that sounder, it gets me so fired up. <laughs> I love it, man. It's, it's, it, it's, like, it's just the right amount of aged movie. Like It's not like The Godfather where it's like a deep cut pull. It's just like, man, remember that? Like We ate some popcorn and we had a good time that day. All right, so every week on Wednesday, Michael Phillips and I will look back at the weekend that was the NFL, and each of us will cancel a team. Each week, one franchise will be canceled. That means turn in your pads and helmets. Your season is done. A canceled franchise means we believe that that team has no chance of winning the Super Bowl. You can make the playoffs. You can go on a run and get above 500. But once you've canceled, your Super Bowl chances are done. MP and I face off on the challenge of canceling a team every single week. And I believe your list includes the Giants, the Cardinals, the Bears, the Patriots, the Panthers, the Rams, the Titans. And who did you cancel last week? Uh, I got it right here for you. It is the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. They, they fired their coach. They got canceled. I have no, no qualms with that pick, obviously. I will say this, though. I think the team I was most worried about canceling was the Los Angeles Rams. Because um, they have Matt Stafford, uh, they they have a really good coach in Sean McVay. I thought you know, maybe they could be a little frisky in that division. That one has panned out beautifully. I actually don't have a single team canceled that is at or above 500 right now. I know, and you know what I love is that neither of us have canceled the Commanders yet. The season is still alive. <laughs> I, I have not given up hope. I, I think the Commanders could very much be in the playoffs. I don't want to spoil it. I'm not going to cancel the Commanders today either. If they win in Seattle, Adam, if they win in Seattle this weekend, and I'm not saying they will, I'm not going to pick them to, but if they win in Seattle, all they have to do is beat the terrible, flaming bag of dog poo New York Giants <laughs> to be a game above 500 running down the stretch. There's no way they could lose to the New York Giants, right, Adam? Well, I've picked them to beat the Giants in the past, so I'm not going to get burned again. Uh, uh. <laughs> but, Michael, we have the sounder. Are you ready? Is the pick in? Uh, the pick is in. Let's do it. The Buccaneers. Whoa. 
see you later. I know, because you're fired. No, you're fired. And now it is my great pleasure to announce, you are fired! Well, I guess it's time to say goodbye. I didn't see that one coming, MP. Dampa Bay Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield, smartest man in football or something like that after they were three and one. <laughs> four, they had a bye week. It's a four-game skit since. I love the receivers. I love the offensive talent here. I hate that I'm picking a team out of that division because anybody could win that division. The decisions are getting tough these days, uh, but, but a four-game skit, it doesn't look like they're pulling out of it anytime soon. Uh, I'm going Tampa Bay. I love how you brought up that story from four weeks ago. And in case you missed it, it was after the Saints game in which the Bucks won 26-9 to uh, that his teammates were saying that he was a savant and that he was able to call out the defensive plays before they even snapped the football. Uh, well, since then, they've now lost four straight games. Uh, the only issue I have with you canceling them, you mentioned it, is that they could win the division and get into the playoffs. That, that's a huge fear of mine. I mean, I, I think the Falcons are fading hard. I certainly gave consideration. I couldn't do that to my boy Heineke after his, after his first start. Uh, but the, the Saints aren't all that impressive either, uh, and we all know how bad Carolina is. That's, it's a real issue here. I think this is the first time I, I think I'm canceling a team where I say, this could be a playoff team. This could be one less team to cancel when we get to that wild card round. Now, obviously, they're not going anywhere once they get there, but part of the strategy of this game is, you got to leave yourself teams to cancel in the playoffs so you're not canceling good teams in the playoffs. You, you don't want to be behind the eight ball in the playoffs start. I think that is my big fear of this pick. As, as you note, though, Baker Mayfield, football savant, I think he's just getting ready for his next job as a University of Michigan assistant. Michael, we're going to have to check the tape here because I, Christopher Stubbs sent us the list of teams that I've canceled, and he didn't include the Packers, but I'm pretty sure that I canceled the Pack, right? Uh, I... I feel like you've canceled the pack. I maybe I. I mean, I don't know. What we will have to go to the tape. <laughs> we will have we'll, to we'll go, go to the tape for we, sure. We've, we've discussed the Packers for sure. I'm a hundred percent sure of that. Yep. So I think I've canceled the Panthers, the Bears, the Broncos, the Cardinals, the New York Football Giants, the Patriots, the Pack, and last week it was the Houston Texans. The pick is in for Awad this week. I will be canceling. Let's roll the tape. You're fired. Which means you are done. You better pack it up and get out of here. Get the hell out of here. And I'd like you to get the f*** out of here. You're fired! I mean, what is going on with the Rams? Three straight losses to the Steelers. Got to win that one. The Cowboys, I understand that. And then you lose 20-3 to to the Green Bay Packers. And like I said, I believe that I've canceled the Packers, so you know the rule. If you lose to a canceled franchise, you're next, as uh, the Rams just signed Carson Wentz. That's how bad it's got for Sean McVay yeah. this year. They have to sign Carson Wentz. Yeah, you're not winning a Super Bowl. You are fired! <laughs> I reflexively canceled the Raiders last week when they fired their coach. That's not a thing competent organizations do. Signing Carson Wentz, that is absolutely an automatic cancel. I would like to, I would like to re-cancel the Rams in solidarity with you. <laughs> they are my first double-canceled team. <laughs> I love that. Uh, all right, Michael, so how are you feeling about the Commanders' chances facing off against the 5-3 and three Seahawks on the road this weekend? 
you know, they, they've historically played well in Seattle. I like that. Uh, I like where this team is right now offensively. I think they've got a nice balance. Uh, I, I do respect, you know, Smith as a player and as a quarterback. I respect that coaching staff right That was my fear last week going into New England is, could, could Bill Belichick outcoach them essentially? And I think the answer was yes, he did outcoach them. The players just couldn't out-execute them. I have a similar respect for Pete Carroll. I think he's a really good coach, gets the most out of his guys. That's a week-to-week fear of mine is they're going to run into good coaching and these players won't be able to overcome Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera. I talked about that with Craig Hoffman on my show. They're just so slow to adjust. That's the fear. I don't think I can in good conscience pick them. I'm going to be picking the Seahawks to win. But you're always holding out hope. It's the NFL. They've played well there before. And I do think they're hitting a nice stride right now offensively, which gives me optimism. Follow Michael Phillips on social media, Michael P in RVA. Check out MP on the mic Monday through Friday from 10 to 12 noon. So tomorrow, live show from Ashburn. Will you be heading out to Seattle? Is the Washington Times sending you there? The, the Times did not pony up for the Seattle trip. I'll be watching on TV. We call that a red zone week. Also, I really love that, that the other 425 game is Cowboys-Giants, which and I, I, I am sorry for the Cowboys fans out there. I don't care. I just don't care about watching your football game. Like, Anytime you can watch the Commanders, you know, I'm dialed in. I, I'm 100% in when I watch the Commanders. I don't watch other things. I don't, I don't flip the channels. And every other viewing window is cleared for me to enjoy the good games, enjoy, you know, Scott Hansen on NFL Red Zone. I think it sets up for a really nice day in front of the television, Adam. Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. That's Michael Phillips. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Richmond's home for the Commanders. Every game can be heard here on 910 The Fan with a two-hour pregame show and a two-hour postgame show. We've got the Richmond Commander coming up at 1 p.m. The question of the day on the Richmond Commander is, what should be the Commander's game plan to getting a road victory in Seattle. We'll talk some college football at 2.30 with Ann Parker from UVA and then Bill Roth for the Cowan Gates Hokies update at 1.30. But joining us right now is he does every Wednesday at 12.30. It's Dave Johnson. What's going on, Dave? Hey, we're uh, finally to the end of this road trip uh, here in Charlotte. And uh, this is a big stretch. I mean, look, they, this is a team that uh, there are going to be nights where uh, you're up against Philadelphia and you, you don't concede a loss, but look, they're the better team. But uh, looking forward to a competitive game tonight in Charlotte. And then we played them again on Friday at home as, as part of that, that in-season tournament. So, uh, uh, again, I, I think the in-season tournament is an exciting addition uh, because while the Wizards lost their in-season tournament game last Friday at the Heat, they only lost by seven points. And if, if people have followed the World Cup in soccer before, whatever – when you figure out, you know, how to get out of your group, and that's the way we're in, group play uh, coming up on, on Friday night again, uh, tiebreakers will be involved. And a big tiebreakers is a point differential. So, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's an important couple of games here for the Wizards starting tonight in Charlotte. And, Dave, uh, we love having you on the show. We didn't get a chance to update the liner, so it does still say Bradley Beal and Kristaps Porzingis. But I, I love it so much. Josh, can we hear the Wizards Wednesday sounder one more time here? <laughs> It's a Wizards Wednesday on AWOD Radio. Field. Foul wide. Oh, the Porzingis! One-handed slam! One-hand! 
Tune in as Dave Johnson, play-by-play voice of the Washington Wizards, joins AWOT at 1230. Left wing for three. Oh, it's there! It's there! For a Wizards Wednesday on the fan. Dave, are, are there any injury news or notes to report about the Washington Wizards? No, we should be healthy to, tonight as far as, uh, as far as I know. So, uh, you know, the big concern for Charlie is Terry Rozier. But uh, from a Wizards standpoint, look, this team, you know, is it's a small sample. We're, we're five, six games in. Uh, I, I think the fact there's nine new players is, is showing up on, on the defensive end that uh, they just have not come together as a group defensively. And that, that's shown certainly in, in some stretches of, of games that they've paid dearly for. So um, certainly better is yet to come for the Wizards team because while it is a rebuilding situation, uh, there's players on this team that can and have produced. There's, you know, Kyle <laughs> Kuzma, uh, Jordan Poole, uh, Tyus Jones, last five years led the NBA in assist to turnover ratio. So uh, it, it's now about coming together. And when asked about, Coming together, uh, what it's what it's going to take? It's it's Kyle Kuzma uh, talked about. It, it's the details, and, and what that means is, is that this is a league of fine margins, and uh, if if you don't get it right, you pay dearly because everybody's that good in the NBA. So the Wizards have another chance tonight to to get it right more uh, if if that makes English sense, <laughs> and and they need to do that against the Hornets. And you know what's impressive? Like, the defense is an issue, and all the Wizards fans know about that. I mean, you give up 146 to the Sixers. They're a good team, but 146 is just way too many points. Uh, but this is a team that lost Bradley Beal, lost Kristaps Porzingis, and they're still putting up almost 120 per game. So the offense has been really impressive. No, yeah, scoring is, is not a problem with this team. And, and it, it, look, it, even though I'd have to look back at the exact numbers the third quarter, the Wizards against Philadelphia actually got off to a pretty good start in that third quarter. At one point, we're outscoring the Sixers 26-21. If I'm not mistaken, both teams scored 40 points in the third quarter. So, uh, yeah, it's great. The Wizards scored 40 uh, yeah. uh, in the third, but I think the, the Sixers scored 46 or something like that. So, uh, and again, it's also about uh, adjustments. And that's, you know, sometimes people, when people hear that phrase, they say, oh, well, it must be the coach. But, a coach can't call 16 timeouts in a game. In other words, you can't every time there's a breakdown, something, uh, or you can't, you can coach, you can make adjustments, but the, the players know what to do. And it's, it's up to them uh, to, to make these adjustments. And, and they're done on the fly. And the one thing is, as you listen, I hope you appreciate how fast an NBA game is, but I know you've been in this situation. When you really get up close to NBA players practicing, you realize just at the speed the game is played with. There's no disrespect to, to college at all because they all came from college. But it's a much faster game than in college. You know, there's a 24-second clock. So it, when, you, when you've, got to, you've got to recognize what the offense is doing, you've got to communicate that. And, and so it's, it's brain to mouth to, to collective group <clears throat> of players all within a matter of two seconds. Uh, and, and so those are the details that, that – that have to come about. It's it's units playing together. Okay, because I you know you see this in shoot around. They they everyone in the NBA knows what everybody else is doing. They are so scouted. They are, God, my goodness gracious. There's there's videotape uh, needs to say on on you know everything, every move. Everybody knows everybody's calls. It's then about how you recognize it and execute it. 
Dave Johnson, play-by-play voice of the Washington Wizards. The radio party can be heard right here on 910 The Fan is with us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Jordan Poole has been impressive this year, and he got a bad reputation because of the incident with Draymond Green last year in Golden State. But he's super talented, a young guard with a ton of upside. Dave, what's he been like when you've interacted with him? No, he's he's, he's tremendous. And look, I think the exciting thing is I, it, we still – there's more that can come and will come, I believe, from uh, from from Jordan Poole uh, because he's he's had a let's call it a quiet good start to the season. Uh, in, in 43 games to the start of last year, he averaged 25 points a game. Uh, he had 11 30-point games, you know, two 40-point games as a as a starter last year with the Warriors. Uh, you know what? <laughs> we could use some of that for the Wizards. I'm, I'm, obviously, it's not I'm not putting this all on him. But what I'm saying is. Is 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 as good as some of his numbers have been, et cetera. Um, you know, I think the best is yet. I, I know the best is yet to come uh, from him, and and you know, you could say that probably about a number of players. But but certainly, uh, I, I think he will grow into his role with the team because uh, this is the role he wanted in the NBA. As I said, the Wizards are a team of players. Whether it's Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole. Kyle Kuzma, they want to be leaders on a team, and they're given that opportunity here. Uh, you know, and now it's 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 how they take advantage of that, of that opportunity. And you know, if you if you listen, and we'll have in the pregame some of Kyle Kuzma's thoughts. Uh, you know, I think he's taken a, a great step in leadership. He knows he knew what team he was coming back to in the Wizards that this was not going to be uh, an easy season. It was not going to be a season where. You said, "All right, well, this is a playoff team. This is this is a, 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 about getting uh, this to be a team that that not only competes but really thrives in the playoffs." And that that doesn't happen in two weeks or in two months or whatever. And so, uh, I hope folks tune in tonight and hear some of the thoughts of Kyle Kuzma because you know that's the other thing. It's get through a season, uh, you know, like this or a one in five start. You need real leaders on the team. And the Wizards are trying to get their first road victory of the season in Charlotte tonight against the Hornets. Dave, I have to ask you about the play that went viral that upset a lot of the fan base, and that was Jordan Poole throwing it off the backboard alley-oop to Kyle Kuzma while down 20 points. Did that upset you as much as it did me? Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm trying to remember. That. You were talking about it Monday night in Philadelphia. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, it was, I, I, I think, think it was actually over the weekend, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, you got me on that. I remember a play going off the back. I thought it was Monday, uh, you know, Monday night. It, it, it uh, I, the, the Miami game, I think it was Monday night in the Miami game. Obviously, it didn't upset me as much as you. <laughs> I can't remember what game it happened in. But, uh, look, uh, you know, there, 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 there's no uh, – why it didn't upset me is this is not a, a, a team of – you know, guys that are going to be freelancing or goofing around or whatever. So it's uh, look, it's a a moment in time in, in forty eight eight minute game that that you know I'd have to go back and look at the the circumstances. But it's you know it's not something that uh, that you know I, I don't think it it should be worth a, another thought. As I said, I don't even remember it. Dave, who do you think will be the uh, sixth man for the Wizards tonight? Well, I, I think you know that's that's an open-ended question in terms of. Uh, but you'd like you, it, what I'm saying is there's an opportunity. That, you know, does a Corey Kispert, you know, come off the, the bench and and really you know ignite the team? And that that's certainly does a does a Mike Muscala 
uh, you know, certainly uh, I, I mentioned that because, you know, we, we saw him in the Knicks game in the preseason really turn that game with his, with his three-point shooting. So uh, there's not necessarily one six-man for this, this team, but I, what, what you don't know where that's going to come from. The Bilal Kulabali is, is continuing to, to, you know, show that uh, whether it's the Sixers, no matter who's defending him, who he's defending, the moment is not too big for him. Is this a night that he has the best night of his young career? You know, it's going to continue to happen with him, and that's that's part of the, the fun of the journey. So um, I think what, what makes this team exciting and fun is is that you, you don't know. Uh, it's it's never We knew going into the season it was not going to be about the results, but, but what are we going to hear? What are we going to see tonight? Uh, you know, those are not questions that you can answer with a team like this. Like a like a team that's you know already established and in a routine and in a rhythm, you can say, well, Joel Embiid is going to do this, or or in Boston, you know, Jason Tatum is going to do this. With the Wizards, it, it's more of a an unknown, and that's that's a good thing. On the road against Charlotte tonight, and then home against Charlotte on Friday, Dave. I'm predicting a two game win streak. I got confidence. <laughs> well, no, I, I and again, this is the this is the other part about you know rebuilding is is and I talked about this with the Charlotte radio announcer that we were talking about, you know, it's, it, it, it makes great talk, you know, our team is tanking or, or et cetera, et cetera. Uh, when, when they get on the court, they're not tanking. You, you get hurt if you do that, quite frankly, these guys are fighting for their careers and their livelihood. And uh, again, they got here because of, of their competitive desire. And, and, you know, it's just like when we went into Miami, and actually played, as I said, played well with the exception of the third quarter. Uh, that was a team with a four-game losing streak, the Miami Heat. Uh, they didn't want to lose a fifth straight, and especially at home. Uh, you know, the Wizards, uh, you know, it, it, when, you, when you go through a rebuilding process, it, it, it's not, okay, well, we'll just kind of cruise through this season and we'll wake up in three years and be good. You're not going to be good in three years unless you take it a step in and step out on each night, and and that means look, a two game winning streak would mean a lot for this Hornets for this uh, Wizards team. <laughs> you know, the schedule maker was not kind to us. We're going to go have to go back and on the road to play Brooklyn and Toronto in a back to back on Sunday and Monday. So, uh, you know, when we come home for that game Friday, that's it. It's just twenty four hours at home. So you could use a little momentum uh, or, or use a little joy, if you will, and especially if you get that game. You know, Friday night against against Charlotte because that's that counts as the end season tournament game. So if the Wizards get a win there, they're they're one win, one loss, but the loss is only by seven points. And again, I, I think that'll be uh, a factor down the stretch. And then the Wizards have the Knicks and Bucks left in, in group play of a part of that group. So uh, this is this is all why I know it's November. I know this is a team that's that's one and five, uh, but. If you get on board, there, there's some things to, to follow here. Is, is, is We want to be saying we were with this team uh, three years from now. We want to be looking back and say we remember when it was like this yeah. uh, because the, the, the goal is sustained success, and, and that's not easy to get to in the NBA. And, uh, and it's been proven by several teams uh, that, unfortunately, the, the only way to get that uh, is, is the, to take a, a step back sometimes in terms of wins and losses. That's Dave Johnson, play-by-play announcer for the Washington Wizards. Tune into the radio party, and he loves you to tweet him throughout the radio show. It's at Dave J Sports. Thanks a lot, Dave. Well, by the way, Loudmouth Jimmy 
after listening to us talk last week, did uh, jump on board oh. last week. So somebody, somebody out there, I want to hear from Richmond tonight. <laughs> Thanks so much, Dave. I appreciate it. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910. If you're driving around Richmond, give me a shout, 833-804-0910. Or you can always tweet us throughout the show, at AWOD Radio, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. And we've got uh, JC on the mic on the ones and twos today, filling in for Stubb. And JC has been getting me hungry every day because you have come in here with multiple different breakfast options fast food quick stop today you had like the double you had the burrito and you had the breakfast sandwich had to do it had to get the two for three at mickey d's shout out to the golden arches (laughs) it's just unbelievable to me what you put in your body and you stay skinny it's it's a wonder to a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> actually, it's a th- skill that you have. I inherited this metabolism from my father. Oh, okay. Is that where he got it from? <laughs> that is exactly where I, I got if, it. From. I guess I got mine from my father. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's do an impromptu dude food here on AWOD Radio. Dude food. We're not responsible for the content of this program or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes. I mean, you gotta love that sounder, right? That's just A plus production work it's right gorgeous. there. Yes. Voice of Bob is the man. Uh, but do you know what Domino's is doing? Like, are you hip to this whole Domino's trend right now, Josh? What's happening with I'm Domino's? I'm gonna blow your mind. I'm a fan. Domino's is giving away free pizzas. Oh. Through February 11th, all right, of next year. And, uh, it's wild. My friend Mike, we talk about him all the time, Moneyline Mike, he's a D-Gen. He, I mean, he just gambles all day. And now he gambles all day and eats Domino's pizza all day oh, because goodness. he's getting these free pizzas. So Domino's has a deal now with like Uber Eats, Postmates, and Grubhub where all you have to do is pay for the delivery fee. Ooh. And I, ju- I don't understand what Domino's is doing. How are they making any money? How are, how are they hitting a profit? It yeah, just, that's... Right? I mean, it's, it's brilliant <laughs> marketing because... It feels like they're making Domino's Pizza great again, like everyone's talking about it. And the the box looks awesome. Emergency pizza. When life gives you lemons, we give you pizza. You know, have you ever needed an emergency pizza? Do you ever wake up completely hungover on Sunday and you need some bread to get you through uh, at the NFL slate? God, yes. Domino's has got you covered with their emergency pizzas. Well, good. And, And so it's all about ordering online. So... I get it. They're trying to get people to more, you know, order more Domino's online and there's Mm -hmm. promo codes available and all that stuff. I just don't understand how they're making any money. It's a that's a that's a big giveaway. Like my friend Mike, (laughs) the last three Sundays has come over with Domino's pizza that he got for free and all he had to do was pay like the three ninety nine delivery fee. But you're looking at them and you're like, that's it's not a terrible idea. Yeah, and and you know what? Their steak and cheese pizza is actually delicious. Mm, I'm yeah. you you sound like you're a big fan. I'm out on Papa John's Pizza Hut Domino's. Like I, I don't like the generic stuff like that. Not normally. But in but, a pinch. But in a pinch, you're in right. A pinch. And and that damn steak and cheese pizza. I mean, it still got me hungry today. 
Because we've we've been over this before, and it's actually on our on our dry erase board still. Yeah. Uh, rankings for the best pizza in oh, yeah. RVA. Yeah. The BPR, the best pizza in RVA. The rankings still says number one JoJo's, number two Benny's, number three Belmont. I'm I'm about that pick list. Yeah. I mean, I especially Benny Ventano's, that yeah. Gigantor slays. Oh yeah. I mean, anytime after like midnight, that Messed just me up. slaps so hard. Messed me uh, up. Another me. thing we wanted to get to here on Dude Food today is. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Gobble, gobble. Barstool Sports put together the best and worst things about Thanksgiving. And so I, I wanted to ask you what your best, uh, your favorite Thanksgiving sides are. Is because I mm. threw it out there that my aunt used to always take care of me. She she takes, takes care of AWOD for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And this side is not normal. But she would make pigs in a blanket every year okay. for Thanksgiving. Because yeah. she knows I crush those things. Sure. Yeah. We, I think we had uh, pigs in a blanket a few Thanksgivings growing yeah. up. Well, like mac and cheese, obviously stuffing. That's green bean casserole. You might have landed on my favorite yeah. for the for the first. I mean, a good mac and cheese. It just sends you straight home. It sends you back to childhood. <laughs> it's a hug for your stomach. Mac and cheese. You know what I love about Thanksgiving? It's not even the food though. It's the night before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that's the busiest bar night of the year. Oh. If you're in your 20s or your 30s, it's like a high school reunion. Yeah. You know, every year. Everyone's and, uh, home. Everybody's home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right? Because if you don't go home for Thanksgiving, like, come on now. What's wrong with Does you? Does family mean anything to you? Right? Just go say hi. Yeah. It's one day out of the year. Come yeah. on. Yeah. As I say that, though, <laughs> I'll be heading to Orlando for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'll be... And I'm not going to be spending Thanksgiving with my mom or my dad. Uh, <laughs> I- I'm going to Thanksgiving in Orlando thanks to Club D3 uh, because I will be checking out the VCU tournament that they're in and I want to invite fans of Sports Radio 910 The Fan to join me and Club D3 Travel as I broadcast live from the ESPN Events Invitational Basketball Tournament this Thanksgiving weekend at the Walt Disney World Resort. You can cheer on VCU as they take on Iowa State. There's a chance if they win that game they'll take on Virginia Tech and maybe even Coach Mike Rhodes and Penn State, boo, in the finals. Uh, You can get exclusive tournament packages presented by Club D3 Travel at clubd3travel.com. It's www.clubd3travel.com. So whether you want to stay on the Disney property or off the Disney property, Club D3 gets you in on the action. They can also help get you tickets uh, to the tournament. It's owned and operated by a VCU alum and Disney expert. All right, so it's clubd3travel.com. Hit them up, 804-869-0184, and tell them AWOD sent you to go check out the game. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back.